0: Okay, if you are really into celebrities and embracing your wild side, then buckle up because today's interview is just for you. I'm so pumped up to share with you this interview that I did with a woman who is all about embracing who you are and that wild fire inside of you and just re-listening to our interview. I'm just, I'm so pumped up to share this with you because I bet there's gonna be some little nuggets of something that you're gonna find. So let's do this. Welcome to The Profit Podcast, where we teach entrepreneurs how to start, launch, and market their podcast. I'm your host, Crystal Profit, and I'm so excited that you're here. Thanks for hanging out with me today because if you've been thinking about creating a podcast for a while, well, I'm so glad you found this show. Think of this as the shortcut slash time-saving version of searching Google and YouTube But this podcast is going to help you in practical ways because twice a week we'll be delivering episodes that are going to give you steps to help you create a podcast your audience can't wait to listen to. So let's get right to it, shall we? Have you been wanting to start a podcast? You've been thinking about it. It feels right. You just know this is the next thing that my business needs. Well, I encourage you to sign up for my five-day podcast bootcamp. This is a thing that you've been looking for. It is a five-day video series where I walk you through exactly how to start, launch, and market your podcast, and I throw in some more information about planning strategies, and being consistent and how you can make the most out of your podcast from day one. So sign up for our five-day Create Your Podcast Bootcamp at crystalprofit.com slash bootcamp And do it already. You know that you've been wanting to, so just bite the bullet and join us. So like I said in the intro, today's guest is going to help you embrace your wild side, give us a few business lessons, and just give you the ability to be a dreamer because I feel like Noah being um, raised in a different country and moving all over the world has a perspective that not everyone does. I mean, me personally, I've lived in Texas my whole life and I've traveled to a few countries, but seeing the world from a bird's eye view, I feel like can give you a very big advantage on seeing other people and reading their intuitions. And I think that that's what makes Noah so special. So today's guest is Noah Seday, And she moved to New York whenever she was 22 and launched her first business at the age of 26. Her jewelry brand Lionette by Noah Sade made headlines and was featured in a national and international magazine, has been adorned by top celebrities and influencers She has a business that she started from nothing with her best friend and became a success and a leader in the jewelry industry. And you'll hear this in our interview, but this is not an easy thing to do. But she moved to Germany whenever she was 31 and started designing and running her New York-based business from afar. Her jewelry is all about empowering women, and after she had her first baby at 34, it took her from a passion of empowerment to a whole nother level. And that's when Noah decided to launch her coaching business, Born to Live, where she helps women who want to become famous in their field to get to rock star confidence so that they can get the recognition they always knew that they deserved and be the kind of woman that inspires and impacts a big, loving audience. She teaches women how to create a powerful brand so that they can say goodbye to worrying about money, and when they look in the mirror, they feel proud to see a badass businesswoman smiling at them in the reflection. She loves both her businesses so much and feels blessed to be able to travel the world while growing her passions and her gifts. But more than anything, she loves her family and her two-year-old daughter who's already been to 17 countries. Oh my gosh, y'all. I just, I cannot wait for y'all to hear this interview. So let's dive right in to my interview with Noah Sade. Okay, Ricky Podcast listeners. I'm so excited to introduce you to Noah. So welcome to the show, Noah.
1: Hey, Crystal. Hey, everybody. So great to be here.
0: Yes, I'm so happy. So Noah is actually joining us from Germany, which is so cool. I love having international guests on the show because I feel like you just bring such a unique perspective to everything. So I want to just dive right in. Tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, and how you are, where you are in your journey today.
1: Okay. I, I will try to fit as many. So really thank you for having me. First of all, it's really, really great to be here. So I was raised, raised in Israel, in a community, and community, just to say one thing about it, is that it's a place where everybody share their money. There is no concept of, of money, it's like pure socialism. And after leaving this place, because it was too small for my dreams and my you know, out of the box thinking, I traveled for a long time and I find myself in New York City, which is in so many ways the opposite of the social little community I grew up in. And New York was amazing for me. I could uh, um, launch my first business, uh, which is a jewelry brand, which I built with my best, best friend. And we really, really started from nothing, uh, really no experience, definitely no funds. We just kind of um, smiled our way through, you know, through the New York monster uh, fashion world. And it was such an amazing ride. Um, after 10 years in New York, I felt, I feel like a, a change of scenery. And I took myself, plucked myself from New York and moved to uh, to Berlin, Germany, with, where I really didn't know anyone uh, or any word, actually. <laughs> and it was really a beautiful adventure. And while I was running my business for afar, I really felt very very soon felt the need to 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 take my passion for inspiring women and empowering women through my jewelry to take it to another level and I launched my um, coaching business which is called born to live uh two years after and yeah I love it so much it's uh it's a dream come true i get to I get to learn so much and connect with amazing uh, women, which are mostly also business owners. And I get to travel the world and yeah, I love it. I hope that it goes.
0: Yes, it does. So how old were you when you initially found yourself in New York?
1: I was 22.
0: So you were 22. Oh my goodness. So I can't, New York is a dream of mine. I've still never been. And I've told my husband Ooh. a million times, I'm like, we need to go to New York. Like, that is my, oh, I just, I can't wait. I will go there, I, you know, one day. And you'll have to tell me the best places to go. Yes,
1: <laughs> if you love food then ask me. I have a great list of food that I will send.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, for sure. But I love what you said. You said you just kind of smiled your way through. So tell me, tell me more about that. Like, because I, I am not a fashionista by any means, but I do have, um, we've had a few personal stylists on the podcast and, um, I have people that are in my family and other people that um, are very into fashion, you know, whether it's they've owned their own boutique or they just, you know, they have a passion for it. So how is it you found yourself like, okay, I think I want to start a jewelry company. And you said you did it with your best friend. So kind of walk us through that.
1: So actually it was really a kind of a beautiful story. I come from a family of artists and designers. This has always been in my, you know, in my world. And I I did think I'm gonna design fashion, but when I left my home, I started traveling. For two and a half years, I traveled. I traveled Australia for eight months, then Africa for one year, then Asia. And I found that I have huge passion for stones. I just started collecting stones from all over the world. By the time I got to New York, I had a box full of stones full of opals, which you can totally see still in my jewelry. And um, I, you know, I was always a huge seeker of freedom um, since really, really young age. I was very independent. So entrepreneurship was really a natural direction for me. So I never really had my own, like a a boss, you know. (laughs) When I was 22, I immediately came to New York, When sorry, As soon as I came to New York, I immediately started working at the Young Designers Market in Alita. It used to be quite big. It's not so glamorous anymore, but it used to be a a place of, uh, just like uh, the name is, it's just a place of young, new talents. We would open a table during the weekend and just sell the stuff that we made during the week. And that was my place for three years, way before I met uh, my friend and before we launched Lionet, So I had a little brand and you know, the world, I felt like the world is saying yes to my jewelry. Like there was something that was just came really, really, um, really, really easy for me. And, and I had nothing to lose at the time. You know, I think there was a big deal, a big, big part of it. I was very young, no responsibilities, definitely no kids or anything. So just a good attitude I felt was, I also felt that New York is such a reflection to Everywhere. What am I saying? New York. Everywhere. But New York, there's so many people. So you really get to attract the ones that vibe as you do. And it's really one of those places that if you smile back, if you smile to it, it smiles back in a way. But but yeah, I kind of quit after a certain point. In fact, the more my little business grew, the more I realized that I am not so interested in the fashion world. I love creating. I love art. Definitely love design. But I don't know how to talk about fashion. I don't know how to talk to stores. Uh, you guys have like million names for the word bag. Clutch, <laughs> tote, whatever. I don't know. I had to learn all this. but I come from, it's just the bag. Anyway, um, I kind of quit for a while. And I, I, I was a young girl with like made... The most money I've ever had at the time because I was working in markets and and I took a break. I said, you know what? No, you've been working since you're 11 years old. You're allowed to take a break. And it was really interesting to watch my guilt for not working for a while. It was very, very um, good learning curve about myself. Anyway, I took a break. I took some studies, uh, some philosophy studies. Then I met my uh, my friend and she's all about fashion her name is vanessa she's awesome she grew up in chinatown and she's a total new yorker and um after maybe three months of us hanging out together i was thinking to myself i wonder what is what this fashionista gonna think about my jewelry and she looked at my jewelry and she said i'm gonna quote even though it's cursing." she said "Noah, what the fuck why haven't you shown this to me until now i hope it's okay (laughs) but that's what she said and she said um she said can i i can sell this for you and she simply started taking the the lot of jewelry that i had left from my times in the young designers market in olita and she started uh, selling it and she started bringing me money and after a while she said you know what is it okay if i take some of it i said of course you know and one day she, she had a few hundred dollars in her head and suddenly it just hit me from above and I said, Vanessa, we're going to have a business together. And she said, okay. And then, <laughs> that's how it started. And it was really kind of, um, really rolled really, really fast. Uh, we created, a, I created a collection and she started approaching stores and we just had so much fun together. Vanessa and I have been to 16 countries together, not wow. including uh, all the States pretty much we are we just really had uh you know I'm so proud of so many of our achievements but by far my proudest thing is our partnership it's really really loving supportive egoless uh, uplifting and um yeah I love that and that's how it rolled pretty much
0: I love it because, um, you're so humble because I, y'all haven't seen all the pictures that Noah sent over of all these celebrities wearing all of her beautiful jewelry. (laughs) So how does Rihanna and Halle Berry and all these like super, like uber famous people you, it was in, um, what was it? Sports illustrated, like just all these major magazines and publications worldwide. Like how does one who doesn't know anything about fashion and all of a sudden <laughs> have this partner and then it's like, hey, by the way, um, Halle Berry has on our jewelry. How does that happen?
1: Totally. You know what? Actually, if you ask about the Sports Illustrated, that is a story that I keep close to my heart because it was totally the magic of law of attraction. I, um, I got an email from them. Uh, they were searching for a teeny tiny necklace. Uh, to, you know, take at the beach and to shoot at the beach. And as soon as I saw that name, I was like, I'm going to make a jewelry bathing suit for them. And this is that's And that's that. I was so convinced. Honestly, Crystal, I think if you can, you know, measure thoughts with ounces, I had these thoughts in just, you know, an elephant body weight. Right. I thought about it so many times. I saw it so clearly. That I'm going to design um, a bathing suit, and I kind of—I was really young at the time when it started. It, I think the first bathing suit I did for them, we we did three uh, eventually, but the first one was, I believe, 2012. And that um, yes, maybe never mind the year. I was I was young in the industry, and I was not as courageous to kind of <clears throat> go out there. I had to kind of pick up my my F, my courage and said. MJ, that's the editor of Sports Illustrated, she said, I am going to show you my bathing suit and it will be beautiful. She said, yeah, come over. She was so easy. I was like, really? So I was in New York. It was a few blocks away. I came over like trembling and kind of, you know, and she it. she said, oh, I love it. I like it. And I was so convinced that this is happening. This was really one of those, you know, you know it and it's happening. And so over the years, yeah, we had amazing models. And the last bathing suit I did was uh, shot on Irina Shayek. Shark? I hope I don't even know what to say the name, right? <laughs> but she wore it so stunningly. And when I designed this bathing suit, it's like these beautiful stars, like, um, like sea stars. And I felt like I've completed this, my story with Sports Illustrated. And it was done. It kind of passed away from me, kind of.
0: Well, I um, saw that. I saw that picture and she looks like a mermaid. She yeah. looks like a mermaid with it. Like, you would you picture like a mermaid with like some starfish on her chest? Like, that's exactly what she looks like. It's so beautiful.
1: Crystal, you nailed it. The, the collection is called Mermaid um, of, this, but, of this jewelry. It's jewelry inspired by mermaids or the color of this sunset and this bathing suit, of course, it's not for sale, you know, it's, I told the guys, don't let her swim with it, she will drown, <laughs> very heavy, and, uh, but that was kind of the creme de la creme of this collection, uh, but it was really, really nice, I, I remember, you know, that, that kind of fiery conviction of working in Sports social where I come from, you know, it's, it's such a different world. It's so far, it's so unreachable. So for me, it was really a stamp in my confidence to feel like I've done something so out of reach, if that makes sense. And yes. it served me like that. And then it was completed and I, I didn't, I, I just moved on, made made space for other.
0: <laughs> well, uh, I want to hang out with, with that thought real fast because that's very interesting to me because um I feel like a lot of people, you know, spend years trying to break into a market, trying to break into a market. And then, but I love what you said where it's like, you know, I've done this thing, I've completed this part of my journey and now I'm moving on. So can you tell me more about that? Like, was it just that you knew that maybe you loved the work, but you wanted to do something else? Like, what was your thought process?
1: um So actually, just to to be clear, I was referring to my co- relationship with Sports Illustrated. Oh, okay. No, not just the jewelry. The jewelry, actually, I've also shifted. That funny that you ask. It's also um has shifted. You know, first of all, just just specifically my business, my jewelry are such a niche. You know, the jewelry we make you guys cannot see, but I'm going to show the jewelry we make are so. It's a small cake it's a you know you can only take a piece of a very small cake you know it's not yeah you know like i said it's a very very small market so i am i was never into when it comes to this business i was never into having this going up line you know how would you call it I want to, I want to
0: just like a scalability or like a, yeah, yeah increased growth. Uh-huh. It
1: seemed like we are, yeah, it seemed like we're kind of obsessed with an increased growth. And sometimes it's even out of the, the possibilities of your own niche. I was into building a standard. I was into building um, really deep relationship with my clients, with my customers, excuse me, which is so important for me. And I'm really happy with carving this really beautiful piece of the cake and not expecting it to go up if that makes sense yep and um lionette my jewelry brand for me is it's my first baby for sure and it's a school you know and at the end i see business um as business here's the business is here to serve my life my growth and not vice versa you know so i see it as as a way to shape my my confidence, my, my humility, my, my kindness, etc., my professionalism. So yeah, there was, it's funny that you said it, I didn't say it about the whole business, but it's almost true also for the business. I still design three collections a year and um, really, really happy to have a close relationship with my customers, but it is in a different place than it used to be for sure. That's
0: so interesting. So now you have this in your heart to help and empower other women. So when did you go from feeling like, okay, I'm 22, lost in New York. I don't know what I'm doing to now. um, Has it just been like an evolution of building businesses and just gaining confidence? Like what helped you switch to, you know, I can turn around and help some other people along the way.
1: Sure. So when it comes to being a, a curious ear for others that was in me since I can remember myself since I can spell my name, you know, whether it's friends, I always had this relationship of much older women being a friend of mine. There was something always that people said, we just love talking to you. After I talk to you, I feel good. After I talk to you, I feel I can do more. That was with me really since maybe the age of 12. Um, something that I remember. And um, I I really, really love business. I love entrepreneurship. I love the creativity of it. I love the, the reflection and the mirroring of our, you know, current state and energy. So naturally, I found myself over the years when people talk to me, I find myself Kind of drifting off and, and handing them a business idea and they weren't even asking sometimes <laughs> right. you know and i'm like oh my god you should really do this this is so brilliant and started to already planning so i you know after i got the 10th person really pissed at me <laughs> um i realized that there's a pattern and maybe i should you know have an outlet for this for this you know urge of mine and uh, it took a while i mean I think every coach, every mentor has this point at the beginning that they said, who am I to give anything? I think every coach I've spoken to had that. I didn't know that, so I had to struggle. But I had two really, really good friends that don't know each other that really, really pushed me. They said, no, every time I speak to you, things are fine. There's something about how things you know, work. And the other one was about business that really encouraged me. When it was time to take that decision, I, I printed out and some of it was actual letters. I printed out all the messages I've ever received that can support this decision. And it came out to so, so, so many. And I was just encouraged by it because it was a very, like, it's hard. I, I never studied it. I mean, let me rephrase that. I study every day. I learn, but that is all on my own. But I, of course, you get better every day. Yeah, but it took a um, a big step, and at the time, I didn't have that much of social confidence. I was in a break point in my life, in a, in a in my social life. So it was a lot of what will they think of me that I had to break. And again, today I'm so grateful for um, for this journey through you know through this fear. And uh, oh, I love coaching so much. I can do that all day. And if anything, I'm just so curious about people. I can just, I can just listen to, to women, to, to people's story. You know, I feel like I always say every human story can be a Hollywood movie. You know, every human story. Just just listening to a person's emotions and thoughts is is fascinating to me.
0: Well, uh, I yeah. I love that you said that because that's how I feel about this podcast. You know, when people ask, you know, well, who do you interview? And is there certain requirements? And is there this and is there that? And I just, I really think about that. And I am the same as you. I love hearing people's stories because to you, to Noah, you may think, oh, it's just my life. Like maybe you think I'm not that interesting or I don't, you know, like, why do you, what's special about me? But then you know, you start digging and I love that you collected rocks. Like, so real fast, like I have to say, I went to Australia when I was 16 or wait, mm. I might have been 15 and I was amazed by their opals too. So you said that about oh. opals and I was like, we have a connection. Like I loved, I bought an opal necklace for my mom and she still has it. And I just, I will never forget that because they were just so beautiful and such a beautiful stone, but it's just, I mean, that's what it is. Like if you hadn't shared that little bitty part of your story, then maybe we wouldn't have connected. Like now I feel like we're connected even deeper. Like even though I'm, I'm so far from a fashionista, I don't hardly wear, I have like five pieces of jewelry that I wear. So it's like, you know, you don't like on the surface, it may be hard to connect with someone, but once you start to dig deeper and hear their stories like you can absolutely connect with so many people so um so that was just you might
1: say that the opals in australia are are really this the the seed for my jewelry design
0: that's so cool Uh,
1: totally they they totally mesmerize me and yeah and you see, half of my collection has opals. So
0: oh, they're so there beautiful! Oh my gosh, oh, y'all! Beautiful. And if if you don't know what an opal is, I'm gonna have to put I'm gonna have to put some of Noah's jewelry up there, and then I'm gonna have to show y'all because the opals in Australia are just gorgeous. They're mm-hmm. so pretty. But um, okay. So we've covered you know your jewelry and then your journey into coaching. But when did you like? did you just have someone come to you and say, Noah, can I pick your brain on business? Or like, what was the defining moment where you said, okay, like, I guess I'm going to coach people. Like, do you have like a specific moment where you kind of segued into this?
1: Sure. Uh, Well, to answer your question, all my life, all my life people asked to pick my brain about business, about love, about their mother. You know, it's, it, I was always a counsel, I have so many people in my life who know nothing about me and I know everything about them. <laughs> not in their fault because this is kind of, I was always a, a, an ear. And I guess, um, you know, I, I feel like sometimes I feel like I was born old. Sometimes I feel like, honestly, I, I can't believe I'm still alive. It seems so long <laughs> since, <laughs>
0: since
1: I was born. I don't know what they're, um, I don't know, I guess. I was always super positive and just free and I think people when you're free people feel freedom next to you and I, I don't know I feel this freedom that all people have when they're like whatever just kind of live it um so so yeah and um I had I guess the defining moment was I was in Costa Rica traveling my baby was just 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 born And um, I was sitting with a friend of mine and we were kind of redesigning her business. And she was like, you know, this is mind blowing. And she said, girl, you need to charge money for this. And suddenly it kind of sprouted me and I said, wow, what if I do, would it be fun for me? How would I feel? And suddenly I just felt more and more in love with this idea. And I truly am, I just love it so much. I work with, with women who have, who have brands who, um, who who have personal brand who they are the person behind the brand and the way I do business is very much with your feminine wild side and and to go back to to your question about how did I get to Rihanna and Halle Berry and all of that it's actually because I think the jewelry are so outstanding and passionate Rihanna actually saw it in Cosmopolitan she saw the jewelry and they called me and they said, is it okay if we give it to Rihanna? She's asking for it. And I was like, mm. <laughs> Oh my goodness. <clears throat> so she really, she actually saw the, the piece and she took many photos with it. So um, it's the same for, for my coaching style that, you know, I'm really interested to find that, you know, that wild side, passionate, feminine, raw part of you. And when I say wild side, I don't mean the kind of wild that gives you a hangover the other day. I mean that authentic, spontaneous uh, way of being with not that part that can be super kind but not necessarily need to be so nice. You know, that part of you that commits to her anger and also commits to her kindness. And, and there's so much treasure in there for a woman. And I think this is really, really, really magnetic. And I think once we start dabbing and exploring this part of us, the outcome is really, it's really, really unique. No matter what you do, whether you're in coaching or you're in um, I'm think, uh, skincare, I'm thinking about my clients, or in jewelry. Um, and there's a way to communicate with this. I'm fascinated with my with my profession, and I, I, I really can dive in all day. <laughs>
0: Y'all should see Noah right now. She's just, she's talking with her arms. Like she is just, I can see how fired up she is. Like she loves what she's doing. And this is what I love so much about this podcast is because when you interview someone who is doing exactly what they're supposed to be doing at this time in their life, They can't stop talking about it. Like, and they are just so, you can't wipe the smile off of her face. And it's just so much fun for me because this is what I love to do. I love sharing women's stories because if you can relate to one tiny piece of Noah's story, then our job is done. Our job is done because it's just so. And I love you talk about the passion and the wild side because I feel that, like I know exactly what you're talking about, but maybe someone that's listening, they're like, what are these two crazy chicks talking about? Like, I don't have a wild side. So what would you say to someone like that? They're like, I'm not that feminine. I'm not, I don't have a wild side. Like what what would you say to someone who's listening right now?
1: Well, wild by definition is just nature. You know, it's just your natural instinct. Um, I'm really, really interested in that, in those pieces of us that are, that were there before we were designed, boxed and tamed, you know, and there is totally a way for me to reveal your wild side, you know, uh, whether it's by asking the right questions or, you know, poking at the right buttons, but everybody has this wild side. We are not meant to be boxed yet society and especially the school system have to box us to make us you know easier to predict to make us easier to control you know you guys imagine the united states or the great britain have to manage all these people without the internet like how the hell did they do that (laughs) (laughs) i don't know they had to keep us so so systemized and the wilder we are the more spontaneous and dreamy we are, <clears throat> the harder it is to control us. So the system around us really, really made it um, very, very consciously are boxing us. And it's not because they're bad people. It's just like I said, it's just easier to to handle the mess like that. And once we start breaking those boxes, and I'm super excited that we are really entering this new rise of consciousness in that way. when. Um, when the the people in control are not as fearful of our wild side. They understand that it's more productive, that our happiness and freedom is just as productive and creative, if not more, in my opinion. It's a really, really exciting time to see this shift even in corporation. You saw the old-fashioned corporation and now it's suddenly starting to see Google or WeWork or even Zappos, which is totally, totally different vibes there. So um that wild side is simply means that you learn to commit to the moment you learn to commit to your emotion and your desire and to live next to them to not resist to anything that 's going on and to start reaction you know from your gut from your libido from that you know from that sensory sensation with the world from your skin and your taste and One tip out there, one simple way to start connecting with your feminine wild side, and by the way, feminine does not mean you have certain body types, does not mean anything. It just means that you're connected to your base, that's all. So, one little tip I can give you guys out there for any woman that says, what is my wild side, is to, um, I feel like the sound that we can produce that is coming from my wild side is the sound, mmm. So as you eat, as you feel something you enjoy, as you hear a nice voice or a compliment that mm is really connecting us to the, to those first chakras and kind of giving them life and giving them energy. And if actually that sound mm, is, is this lower, lower root belly gutty sound. So that is one way to start connecting with the present moment. It just means I am feeling what is now that that sense, you know, that is happening right now.
0: (laughs) That's so awesome. Oh, that's just so yeah, you are very easy to talk to. And I could talk to you about all this stuff for hours because yeah, your friends were right. Like I can see why they come to you. They're like, Noah, can you help me with this? Or can we talk about this? Because you just you have a very interesting perspective on things. And I'm sure a lot of it is things that you've learned, but I love that little tip that you just gave. I'm, I'm going to do that today. I'm going to be mm. like, mm, okay, yeah, I like that. I, it, it makes sense. It totally makes sense.
1: <laughs> great. I love that. Let me know how it went.
0: It will. Well, I want to switch gears for a second, and I want to ask you, um, we have our keeping it real questions, which these we asked all of our guests, so they're just fun, lighthearted, but I just want you to give us your honest opinion. And the first one is, what motivates you on days when everything is just super tough? You've spilled your coffee, you're running late, like everything is just crazy. What motivates you to keep going on those days?
1: Actually, I'm not trying to get motivated. I uh, I think the hard part is resisting. You know, I'm on days that are down. You know, I've been through enough ups and downs to know this is part of life. And those days when I'm down, I'm just taking it. I am. I'm. I'm. I'm, I had enough resisting that I'm supposed to be up and up all the time. I'm supposed to be motivated. No, I know it's the waves of the ocean, and I am the ocean. It's you know, it's not. It doesn't bother me anymore. You know, I kind of try to take it, but I do really experience downs. I'm just not resisting them. Just to be clear. Yeah.
0: I like that. No, I love that perspective. It's just kind of—I love the ocean metaphor. That's great because it's the tide comes in, the tide goes out.
1: <laughs> you know. It's like, you know, we are, especially as women, we're so sensitive, we're so affected by the cycles of this planet. Oh, let it be, you know. I, I, I think it's our modern society that has any resistance to us being even tired. You know, imagine how much we uh, resist being tired and i was like oh wow i think it's harder like i said objecting it is is the hard part not experiencing it
0: that's good i like i really like that perspective that's really good okay my next question is do you consider yourself a perfectionist hell no (laughs) (laughs) no so not even in your jewelry like, I'm sitting here, I've seen your pieces, like the one that you just, like, like you held up. Like, is it just kind of, you know when it's done?
1: You know, I really, I think a perfectionist is, is such a stuck word. It's such a stuck word. You know, I just believe in, when it comes to creation, it's this splurge of creation, it's a glow. Um, I just... No, I I I really don't connect to this word. I have nothing to do with it. That's so I don't amazing
0: think about it. Yeah, I mean,
1: go ahead, go ahead. I think when I see my clients, I think more than often it's actually an excuse they tell themselves to not move forward. Actually, and my my mantra for them is: we go with good enough. We just move forward. We go with good enough. You always can come back. It's never going to be perfect, you know but when it comes to creation i it's kind of this state of mind you know this like like an inspired moment is this state of mind and you just birth something and that's that's there and of course you can tweak it a bit but there's something about that that uh, birth of this really honest moment i think perfectionism is is so technical and so mechanical and i really don't connect with this word yeah, yeah.
0: Well, that's good. She's showing me, she made this glove and it's so pretty. What is that made out of?
1: This is made out of stainless steel that is covered with hematite. It's a stone we're melting and we're making it black. And these are pearls, mother of pearl. That's so pretty. It's called Coltrane, like the saxophone player.
0: I love it. You're so talented, y'all. And you should have seen, before we started recording, she had on these big earrings. She was like, I think they're kind of clicking. I'm going to take them off. And I'm just like, I'm in awe of your jewelry. They're
1: all." Awesome. Oh, thank you so much. That's so sweet.
0: <laughs> okay, so I have one more question for you. And mm-hmm. that is, if you could go back and tell your younger self one piece of advice, what would you say to her?
1: collect flight miles (laughs) i missed out on a lot of miles (laughs) Uh, wait let me think of something more serious what would i tell my younger self um i would say you know what um i'll be honest since i was so young i had this relationship with my older self i used to even in my in my hometown, I, I had one place in my community uh, where I would see myself coming in because I was not a popular kid. I was like, I was not belonging at all. And I saw this woman coming, and she's very cool, and she's like, "Oh, life's gonna be good," and that's me. And she's, you know, she's living a really fun life. Um, so I always had this communication. So I tell myself a lot of things. What would I tell myself specifically? I, wow, I can't, I don't know right now.
0: Well, I just love the fact that you're just saying collect more flight miles. Like, I yeah. think that's good enough because, I <laughs> mean, was, well, I well, mean how was... many countries have you been to total? I mean, I know you shared how many you and your partner, your business partner have been to and your daughter even. So, I mean, how many countries?
1: Funny enough, I counted recently. I was in 48 countries. 48
0: countries, y'all. Yeah. That is amazing. (laughs) That is so awesome. So yes, maybe just travel more and get more flight points. (laughs) A lot of flights.
1: That was, I guess, my first instinct. So we'll stay with that. (laughs)
0: Yeah, go with that one. Well, thank you so much, Noah. This has been so much fun, but I know that people are just like, where can I see all this jewelry and where can I learn more about Noah and her coaching? So tell us all the places that we can find you online.
1: Awesome. It's so much fun talking to you as well. I feel grateful to cross path with you, love. Um, yeah, for sure. Well, <clears throat> most important, I would love to invite you guys to my Facebook group. It's called Born to Live. Um, maybe you guys can set up a link, but it's, of course it's for free and it's about doing business with this higher awareness and it's a collection of really, really fascinating people. Yeah. Just jump in and see what it's about. I, I would love to have you there. Um, my jewelry. Yeah. They're online and they're so much fun. They're really kind of, you know, one, one comment I've heard thousands of times over the years about my jewelry is that women were saying, I feel the power, which was also something I took with me into launching my coaching business. And I'm like, how do they get it? How do they get it? And actually, before we ship off a jewelry, we invest a moment in a few words to put in the jewelry. And it was like, wow, these things really, really work. So yeah, the jewelry are really empowering and really fit for... For that wild woman you can check it out um actually i just i just uh, published a really really fun book uh it's called 108 questions you should ask yourself before you lick a frog i have it right here but it's really really fun it's simply 108 questions that really take you on this inner quest uh, something that you can do when you travel or before you go to sleep, kind of a question a day, kind of uh some questions are really amusing and some are really uncomfortable and it's made to, to bring some stuff from, from the darkness of the subconscious into the light of awareness. And you can check it out. You can find it also in a group. It, it just costs like, it costs like a, like a cappuccino cup in Switzerland, only seven dollars.
0: All right. Perfect. Yeah. And we'll put the links to, it's your company is Lionette, right? Lionette. Lionette. So I will put the link to that. I will put the link to Born to Live, right? It's the Facebook group. We'll put that in there. And then all of her coaching and just everything will be all in the show notes and you can check out. And I really encourage you to go follow Noah and join her in this journey because Y'all, she's going to help us bring out our wild side. I mean, who doesn't want that? So thank you so much, Noah.
1: Thank you, love. It was really a pleasure spending time with you. Please stay in touch.
0: What did I tell you about this interview? I knew that you would enjoy just Noah's story and her wild side. And I mean, come on, guys. She has made jewelry that has been featured in Sports Illustrated and Rihanna and Halle Berry wear it. Like, that's just, it's so amazing. And what a testimony to just doing what you're really good at and just kind of letting everything else fall away. And I think that... Noah's story is just so cool. I really want you to go check out the pictures that she shared with me because it's just, it's so awesome. This bikini, like we talked about it, but you gotta see it because it's pretty amazing that someone created this and it's just, it's so cool. So go check out the show notes and find noah's facebook group and other ways that you can connect with her at crystalprofit.com slash episode 65 and you're going to find all of the show notes and everything um, that you need to do to connect with noah But that does it for today, so I hope that you enjoyed this. If this is your first time listening, then I encourage you to subscribe to the show to listen to some of the other awesome things that we have coming up in the next few weeks. I would appreciate it if you'd leave a comment and tell me what episode has been your favorite of the podcast. But that does it for today, so keep it up. We all have to start somewhere.